Hi, this is Chaz. When I want to listen to a show with practical information from an everyday guy who can't carry a cop just like me, I listen to my good friend Bob Main. Now on with the show. Hi folks, Bob Main here with another episode of the Handgun World Podcast. I carry a gun because I can't carry a cop. Welcome to episode 476. Please remember that this episode is sponsored by Ammo.com and you can get a special discount because you are a Handgun World Podcast listener. $20 off of any order of ammunition. That's $200 or more. Your order's got to be $200 or greater, and you get a $20 discount. Just go to ammo.com slash handgunworld. You have to use that page, ammo.com slash handgunworld. And there will be a link in the show notes. So I want to talk about a couple of specific guns, those being the Glock 43X and the Glock 48. Now, some of you I know might not be Glock fans, Listen to this anyway because there's some things in, uh, in this episode I want to cover that I think is going to be beneficial for you no matter which gun you carry and which you shoot. As you know, I have been pretty much kind of doing a, a, a year. It started off as a one-year test. Now it's going to be a year, probably a year and a half test where I'm carrying a lot and shooting a lot of different guns to try to figure out, and basically kind of a selfish reason, but you're going to get a chance to benefit from this, what's going to be best for me to carry? And I want to finally figure out, basically I want to narrow this down to three guns. Um, Three guns that are either by the same manufacturer or very similar similar manual of arms and then that's what I'm going to concentrate on carrying and that's all I'm going to carry and get proficient with those guns but I got to test them first I want a mid-size gun you know like a like a Glock 19 M&P 2.0 compact that size you know a 15 round mag 16 round mag something like that uh, for outside the waistband carry, then I want to settle on a single stack 9mm or even possibly something like a Glock 42 uh, because I really like that gun which I've talked about before and then of course settle on a pocket gun which if you go to Modern Handgunners, the new YouTube channel that Ben Branham and I have set up, Modern Handgunners on YouTube, it's youtube.com slash modernhandgunners. Ben Branham of the Modern Self-Protection and myself, we just recently did a video review, a shooting review of the Ruger LCP-2, and I really like that. Uh, I think that's going to be my new pocket gun. So check that out. That link will also be in the show notes. So Glock 43X and Glock 48, I have mentioned both of these guns in previous episodes. I own each one now, and I've had them for a while, uh, almost a couple of months, been carrying them a lot and um, shooting them. And here's here's some observations that I want to share with you. In terms of carry, there's not much difference 
between these two guns. I realize the fact that the Glock 48 has longer barrel, longer sight radius, that's, that is an asset when shooting the gun. It's going to make you be able to shoot a little bit better because of the, the better sight radius, although you do have to have your shooting fundamentals squared away. If you don't, it doesn't matter what kind of gun you have in your hand. If you can't shoot, you can't shoot. doesn't matter if you got a highly tuned $3,000-1911 or if you've got a $350 concealed carry gun. It doesn't matter. If you can't shoot, you can't shoot. So I just want to say, please... Please try to avoid buying skill. Uh, ben Branham and I did a, a podcast on that. I think that was about a year and a half ago. If you go search some of the older episodes here at the Handgun World Podcast, Ben and I, I think the, if I'm not mistaken, the title of that was, was Can You Buy Skill? And Ben and I talked about that. Here's what we found out. Not really. A little bit. You can buy a little bit of skill, maybe. Uh, but but you can't buy a complete set of skills. Only way to get a complete set of skills that are effective in shooting is basically there's only one thing you can do. Shoot a lot. Okay? Practice a lot. And I guess it's more than just shooting a lot. You have to be able to get good training. Then you have to practice on a regular basis what you learned in training. And then you need to do a lot of repetitions of everything that you've learned and that you're practicing. Repetition. It's the mother of learning. Everything's got to be second nature. It's got to be automatic. It's got to be part of you. You have to internalize. And I guess this is a good time for me to review with you before I get into the G43X and G48 observations. This might be a good time for me to review the steps of the learning process. There's basically five steps, five steps that human beings go through in order to be able to effectively learn and perform. And and those steps are impact, repetition, utilization, internalization, and reinforcement. So I'll say that once again, impact, repetition, utilization, internalization, and reinforcement. Impact. Something has to have an impact on you to make you want to learn it. You have to, in your brain, say, Oh, I like that. I want to learn to do that. I want to do that. That's, that's the impact. Then there is repetition. So once something has an impact on you, then you begin to practice it, and it takes repetition, repetition, repetition. So this is assuming that you, you, you go and you get the training, and then once you've got the training, then you start to practice it the correct way, because practice does not make perfect. That's a myth. Practice does not make perfect. Perfect practice makes perfect. Okay, it's, it's pretty, pretty easy to practice something wrong and to do it incorrectly. So then what are you doing? You're, you're reinforcing incorrect behavior. So the correct repetitions over and over and over again. As I mentioned, repetition is the mother of learning. The more you do something, the better off you get. And you know, there's no way around that. There's just no exception. The more that you do something, the better that you get. So we've covered impact, repetition, utilization. So now you've got to go use it. Now you have to apply it. In, in, the, in a case of shooting, in a case of, of concealed carry, how about taking a force-on-force class? That is utilizing what you learned. 
that's utilizing the repetitions that you put in at the range okay so all that practice at the range not just at a square range not just at a public range where you're standing there and uh, shooting at paper targets doing that all the time is not going to give you any advantage if you take something like a force on force class and really learn what to do in a defensive situation so go take the class all right get the impact Go through the rep repetitions to practice, practice, practice. Maybe take the training class again. How about that? How about repeat it a second and a third time? There are training classes out there I've taken three times. Okay? Some people, one time somebody gave me a comment and said, hey, why would anybody want to take a training class more than once? And I just, I was surprised by that. Why would anybody want to take a training class more than once? Well, there's a lot of good reasons. Because you, you can't always learn it all the first time. You know, it's kind of like seeing a movie the second time or the third time. You, 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 you see more of the movie. You, you internalize more. More things become relevant to you or they become aware to you the second time that you see the movie. Or the second time or third time that you hear a song or practice something. So now you got to go utilize it. So go take the force on force class, for example. And this applies to anything besides shooting. It can be anything you learn. Martial arts, whatever it is that you want to apply it to. So we got impact, repetition, utilization, and then internalizing. Now, internalization is kind of, it happens at kind of a, uh, not really at a scheduled time. You will know when something's internalized. When it becomes second nature, when it becomes automatic, when you don't even have to think about clearing a malfunction, you know how to do it. Okay? Gun malfunctions. Tap rack. Get back in the fight. Whatever. You'll figure it out. You'll know. It's automatic. You don't have to think. I've seen people in training classes, their gun malfunctions. What do they do? They stand there. They stand there and they turn around and look at the instructor like, uh, what do I do? Okay, I know that that person has not internalized the techniques of clearing a malfunction. I mean, it's, it's obvious. They haven't learned that yet. And if you carry a semi-automatic gun, clearing a malfunction is a very important thing to learn. Next, reinforcement. You have to continue to reinforce what you learn it's kind of a use it or lose it you know it's a perishable skill and if you're not reinforcing if you're not going and practicing everything on a regular basis then then you're going to lose it that's just kind of the way skills are so i thought this would be a good time to cover all these uh, learning process steps because sometimes we tend to forget these things so back on track now the glock 43x and the glock 40 eight not much difference in these guns really except for the barrel and slide length that's it i do feel like the glock 48 is a little softer shooter a little bit softer um, just simply because there's more slide mass there and it just seems to soak up recoil a little bit very much like the glock 19 the fact that these are the Gen 5 version Glocks without finger grooves, I think, is excellent. The texturing is not too aggressive. Uh, one thing I don't like about the M&P 2.0 series is that the aggressive texture is nice, but a little bit too aggressive. 
and a lot of shooting can sometimes start to really irritate and and hurt my hands not that that's a really big deal I can I mean the the next day my hands feel fine and you know I doubt that I'm going to shoot 750 rounds in a self-defense encounter <laughs> so but but taking those two-day classes with the M&P 2.0 series uh, of guns that I have the compacts that I have that that texture does kind of it, it's noticeable after I've you know spent a day or two uh, in a training class, it's it's noticeable. Now, if I go shoot an IDPA match where I'm only going to shoot 85, 90, maybe 100 rounds, eh, no big deal. And the great thing about the texturing on, on the, the Gen 5 Glocks and the M&P 2.0s, for example, is that when I'm drawing the gun, I can get a real good positive grip. And that is a huge benefit. So the the 43X and the 48 Glocks, uh, they don't disappoint and the good thing is, is they don't chew up my hands. The grip texture is not as bad. doesn't chew it up as bad as the M&P 2.0s. Both of these guns, they're just typical Glocks. One thing I, I do want to mention that is a real asset is the, the length of pull on these two Glock pistols is a lot shorter than a regular Glock. Like, for example, my Glock 19 has a longer trigger reach, a longer length of pull, much longer than the uh, G48 and the G43X. It's very noticeable. So what that means is I think these two guns are going to fit a lot more people's hands. A big complaint about Glocks, people say, well, they don't fit my hands. Try a Glock 43X or a regular Glock 43 or a G48, which is basically, it's a single stack Glock 19. There's just no other way to put it. It's a single stack Glock 19. The, the shorter length of pull, I think, is going to be really appealing to a lot of people. And you know, a lot of YouTubers reviewing these guns, and they're not saying anything about that. And I think they're missing an important point in, in the viability of carry and shootability for these two pistols. Now, I've been carrying both of these in an outside-the-waistband Cobra holster by Concealment Solutions. Another sponsor of mine, by the way, if you want to get a great holster at a low price, uh, check out ConcealmentSolutions.com. They got, have almost any kind of holster that you want. Their customer service and warranty is outstanding. Handgun World, one-word coupon code gets you a 10% discount at check it, checkout. So you can also find that link in the show notes, ConcealmentSolutions.com. I have been carrying outside the waistband a lot. Now, I also have been using the uh, Glock 48 a little bit inside the waistband, but I don't have an inside the waistband holster perfectly fit for that gun. So I'm not going to do that anymore. I am going to order a inside the waistband, probably a Black Mamba from Concealment Solutions and for the Glock 48 so that it fits perfectly. For a few times, I had an old good quality leather holster that I got from High Noon Holsters back in the day for a Glock 19. Uh, kind of a soft leather, which I really don't like. I like the uh, I like the leather holsters. If you're going to use a leather holster, use one with a reinforced mouth so that it stays open after you draw the gun out so that when you uh, go to reholster, it's a lot easier to do that. Plus, I think it gives the gun more stability and things. But I, I put it into a Glock 19 soft leather holster, and it worked It worked fine. But I'm not going to do that anymore. Uh, I'm going to get a real good 
inside the waistband holster and test that G48 inside the waistband. A great thing about the G48, I, th I think it makes a good inside the waistband gun because it's slim. It's about the thickness of a 1911. So if you like to carry 1911s with that, you know, type of a thin uh, profile of a gun, but you want to have a striker-fired gun that holds 11 rounds, the Glock 48 is a, a good choice for that. The accuracy is decent. I mean, my ability to be accurate. You know, the guns are inherently accurate. And are they the most accurate striker-fired pistol you can buy? Probably not. Are they good enough? You bet. You bet they are. Uh, most shooters cannot, cannot outshoot the accuracy of a modern-day striker-fired handgun. And I certainly cannot. I'll go ahead and admit that I'm not I'm not that good of a shooter so the guns are perfectly okay for me. I'm a decent shooter, but I'm not so good that that I'm out shooting the capabilities of the pistol. And again, naturally the Glock 48 is going to be a little bit it's going to be a little bit uh, easier to shoot than the Glock 43X. Where I really see the Glock 43X as a huge asset is if somebody really needs to have a short-barreled gun, but they want the 11-round capacity. That being said, a Sig P365, if you can get one that's reliable, is probably going to be an even better choice than a Glock 43X. But if you like the Glock platform, and a lot of people do, and I do, and you want the same capacity out of the box... As a SIG P365, the Glock 43X is your gun. If you happen to own both, like I do, the cool thing is, is the frame and the parts and the internals are exactly the same. So if for some reason I need to pull a part off of a G43X and put it on a G48, I can do that, or, or vice versa. Um, I don't... I've never been in that situation, but you know me, the survivalist mentality that I have, I think about that stuff. If I need to do that, then it's ready for me to do that. I can inter interchange parts. I can interchange magazines. The magazines are the same. A Glock 43X has the same magazine as a Glock 48. Now, your old magazines from your Glock 43, they will not work. Glock 19 magazine will not work. Glock 43 mags are too thin for the Glock 43X and the 48. But both of them use the same mag. So, you know, I own both. So I have four mags now uh, because they're, I, had, I got two with each gun. and I'm going to buy some more pretty soon as well. So these are my initial thoughts after a couple of months of carrying both of these guns and shooting both of these guns. I'm not a huge fan of the of the, uh, what, do, what do they call that finish? I don't know what the that light-colored finish is. I don't know what Glock's official name is. It, name for it is. It, it, looks, it looks like a stainless steel to me, but it's not really a stainless steel. I, I'm just okay with that finish. I like the black finish. Just from a look standpoint, I don't really care for the two-tone. I like an, an all-black pistol. That's just kind of my, it's, and it's just personal preference. Now I'm just kind of nitpicking on this. I'm going to be installing some uh, XSF8 sights that I recently bought. I recently purchased some XSF8 sights, which are really intriguing to me. I'll put a link in the show notes. You can see what I'm talking about. Uh, I think I'm going to install those sights on my G48. 
and, uh, and I'll test those out. I'll get back to you with a good review on those as well. Now, I have a couple more things I want to say about these pistols. I will wait until after the break. I'll be right back. Well, yeah, it's getting tough out there. Yeah, no doubt. I work in home invasions, mostly. Uh, some murder, uh, occasional rape, uh, and I'm a huge advocate of gun control. Absolutely. Uh, competition is stiff, and it, it doesn't help that every time I kick in a door or smash a window, that I face the possibility of being shot and killed. Listen, the fact is, allowing citizens to own guns creates a hostile work environment for me and my associates. Uh, no one should have to work under, under those conditions. Uh, I say make them all illegal, absolutely. Make all gun ownership illegal. I mean, I break the law for a living. I'm a professional, so it doesn't really bother me. <clears throat> I mean, but personally, knowing that most homeowners don't have guns, uh, that would make me a lot more comfortable, uh, more confident, and it would surely increase productivity. No doubt. This is no Your local violent criminals work hard and put their lives on the line every time they attempt to murder, rape, abduct, or assault a member of the citizenry. They desperately need your help. With your support, there may finally come a day when a violent criminal can have his way with you or someone you love without the fear, anxiety, and stress caused by knowing there's a possibility his victim might be armed. Please show your support by voting for stronger anti-gun legislation because criminals prefer unarmed citizens. Okay, so a few more things about the Glock 43X and the G48. Uh, I think they're fantastic guns. Uh, I think there are others that are just as good, if not slightly better. The good thing about, I think, these two, though, is that if you are used to shooting a Glock, you're going to like these two guns just like a duck likes water because, it, you know, they're all, they're all Glock and they feel just like a Glock and they take down just like a Glock and... You know, it's it's all familiar to you. And I think familiarity breeds some proficiency. Okay, if you are familiar with something, it also leads to proficiency. And the more I do this test that I've embarked on, the more I realize that consistency is so important. When I start switching between different guns, even if they're simple striker-fired guns, it just seems to mess me up. I'm just one of those people that likes consistency. And in in the high-stress encounter of a, of a self-defense civilian gunfight, um, I think consistency is going to pay off greatly. That's just my mindset. I think it's going to be a huge asset. I think you could find yourself in some real trouble if you're not real familiar with your gun. Unless you're the kind of person that has the ability to shoot 
several thousand rounds a month and go to the range five or six times a month and get in some good repetition and training and utilization and internalization and reinforcement. If you can go practice those five steps regularly, you can go to the range almost half a dozen times a month. I cannot do all that. Um, I got too much other stuff going on that called life. So I am going to have to just stick to, you know, two or three pistols. And what that means also is when I make this decision, probably at the end of this year, 2019, I'm probably just going to stick with about four guns. That's it. Um, and the rest of them, I'm going to be finding new homes. And I'll let you know what I'm going to sell because uh, I'll probably make some listeners a pretty good deal on them. Uh, maybe like a like an early Christmas present you could get yourself towards the end of the year. Um, again, I take a little bit of a different approach. A lot of people who listen to this podcast, they got lots of guns, safes full of guns, maybe two safes, three safes full of firearms and if that's where you want to spend your money then it's your choice it's your money you can spend it any way you want i only want to spend my money on tools that i'm using and to me that's exactly what a gun is it's a tool it's not really a fashion statement it's not to me it's not something i show off inside my home there are other things i'd I'd rather invest my money in to show off inside my home to me guns are tools and they're very specific tools for a very specific purpose and anything else that's a that's a tool that i'm not using is i'm going to get rid of it um you know my wife and i are in the process right now of we're going to have a huge garage sale this saturday and uh, and just sell a ton of stuff that's in our house that we're just simply not using trying to become more of a minimalist and you know just turn unused stuff into money and i'm going to be the same way at the end of the year with some firearms unused firearms that are not used on a regular basis i'm going to turn them back into money that i can invest in the in the firearms that i do have and more ammo and more training but i felt it necessary last summer to kick off this one year test which is turning into a year and a half test And you get to kind of take the journey with me. And I appreciate that. And speaking of that, if you like what you hear on this podcast, if it benefits you in some way, please consider supporting. I only have a couple of sponsors. That's it. The rest of this show is supported by listeners. And I buy these guns out of my own money. And uh, a lot of it is, uh, some of it comes from money that you, the listener, contribute in the form of joining the Shooters Club. Ben Branham and I have a lot of really good videos on the Shooters Club. Uh, It doesn't take the place of training, but you know what? Watching good instructional videos reminds you of what you need to go out there and practice and repeat. Impact, repetition, utilization, internalization, and reinforcement. And the the videos that you see on the Shooters Club are going to help you with that. So for only $8 a month or $75 a year, Check that out. And by the way, thank you to all of you who still use my Amazon store to make your Amazon purchases. Whether you have an Amazon Prime account or just a regular account, go through Handgun World first. Go to handgunworld.com, click the Amazon store, then log in to your Amazon account and make purchases. And uh, I'll get some support, some financial support from that as well. Well, with all this said, folks, I hope it was something that 
that you got a benefit out of a little bit shorter episode than than usual and I'm sorry I'm a little bit late but I'll be out with another episode again on April 15th. I welcome your voicemails and your comments. Voicemail 210-646-1727-2106-461727. Email me, uh, check me out on, on Facebook or whatever that you want. Uh, even put some comments up there at handgunworld.com and some iTunes reviews. If you listen to this show through iTunes, uh, put a review up there because a lot of people see those and it helps people decide which podcasts that they want to listen to. Pass this episode along to a friend. Let's let's keep growing the audience. Many thanks to all of you who listen every day. Remember, the loudest sound that a shooter hears is a bang when he's expecting a click or a click when he's expecting a bang. Evil does not exist in the holster. It exists in the hearts of men and women. So shoot straight, shoot safe, read your Bible every day, and I'll talk to you next time. Goodbye.